we're all geeks at heart. It's okay. It's we don't have to put a label on it. We're all we're all kids. I mean, that's why we do. Well, that's why we do this show. Yeah, we're older, but we're still kids. When I opened that box yesterday and saw the turtle toys, I freaked out like a five year old kid. <laughs> I, okay. I volunteered to take things out to the garage just so I could look at my toys. I'm like, come on, that's what I would have done twenty seven years ago. <laughs> Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes who do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and joining me, as always, is my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Josh O'Rourke. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. See, Josh and I, we usually kind of chit-chat for a little bit uh, this morning and kind of wake up and everything. But this time, we got we had to hit the ground running. So, uh, so Josh, I've not even had to ask you yet. Um, how have you been doing this week? Oh, not, I'm just nothing changes. You know, <laughs> it's nothing. There's nothing really exciting going on. Just, nah. Yeah. Well, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You know. It's kind of been a weird week for me because I've been off for most of the week. Our school closed down for sickness. Now, our actual school in the county was fine, but some of the other uh, schools in the county, there was a lot of attendance issues. So I've mm-hmm. been out of work since Wednesday. So it's it's been kind of nice. Got our taxes done, you know, all that adulting kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Did some chores yeah. around the house. But other than that, it's been kind of a low-key week. I got some turtle pickups, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a little bit, but uh, – um, yeah, guys, uh, we're finally doing the Turtle Titan episode from the 2003 cartoon. We put that off about three or four times. Not intentionally, it's just other things have come up. So we're finally getting to that. That is Season 1, Episode 12. I'm pretty sure. Let me double-check my notes. Yep, that's correct. Season 1, Episode 12, which this cartoon aired on May 3rd of 2003. So hard to believe. We're, we're coming up on, what, 16 years now? Is that yeah. right? Did I do my mm-hmm. math right there? That's crazy. Oh, man. Because I remember when the cartoon came out. I was a junior in high school. You were probably in the Army, weren't you, Josh? 2003? Yeah. Uh, no, I was out of high school by now. I No, I enlisted in 2005. Oh, so. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy stuff. It's been a long time. And, oh, I got a surprise for you, Hosehead. What's that? Jay Weezy's going to be on the next episode. Why? <laughs> Why not is my question. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for next week. It'll be, I guess we'll record on the uh, 16th. And Jay Weezy's going to be on that show. And I don't even know what we're covering yet. I asked him if he'd like to pick and let us know. Yeah, he's leaving us in suspense, eh? Yeah, well, it's because he doesn't know. He's just, uh, yeah, I'll, do it. I'll figure it out on the day. I'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> and uh, another big... Um, uh, announcement for the show. Michael Dianalis or Dialinus, 
I think it's Dialinus. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on our next IDW mutation station. So what we're aiming to record either on February 23rd or March 2nd, talking about issue 91, because I think issue 91 comes out a little early this month. Um, I think it's sometime next week, which would be anywhere from the 11th to the 15th. Yeah, right around Valentine's Day, we'll have our our latest IDW issue. And it's great to talk to the artist who is working on it. So wonderful artwork. And I remember you actually saying how much you like his art and how, how it kind of compares to Santa Lucos in a lot of ways. Yeah. So really excited about that. Seems like a super nice guy on Twitter. So stay tuned for that. That'll be two episodes from now. If I could real quick, I'll give a quick slice of pizza to all our buddies in the Ninja Turtle Network. So I call this little segment Hot Rotting Podcasters from Dimension X. Big slice of pizza goes out to our buddies at Turtle Power Podcast. I just listened to the most recent episode. And Ryan and Alex, they they released this show on February 2nd and talked about a lot of the upcoming comic releases, talked about the uh, 1990 TMNT film score, which just got re-released on CD, Um, and it's got the entire score from the original movie on it, Kevin Eastman artwork, very, very colorful CDs. I think there was an orange and purple one that I saw. And a little mini poster of the uh, the Turtles movie. So really cool. Um, I was looking at it, a link from Barnes & Noble. And I think it was 40 bucks for everything. But there was a lot of stuff it came with. So I really think it's a great pickup. So go check that out, guys. The show, I think they provided a link. But I'll also provide one in our show notes, too, for that. And um, they just had some very interesting talk uh, about the new upcoming TMNT film and how it's centered around... Hopefully it's going to be centered around, you know, the turtles actually feeling like a family, which tells me, hopefully, that this film's going to have a lot of heart to it. So, yeah, that's what they talked about. So go ahead and check out Turtle Power Podcast and TMNT Minute. I haven't gotten to listen to the uh, interview yet, but they just recently interviewed Francois Chow, who played the Shredder from The Secret of the Use. So <laughs> really excited to check that out. Turtle Soup, they are on episode 192, and Eric and Ryan discuss volume 2, issues 5 and 6, which is, uh, once again, Jim Lawson, great, great artist and writer on that volume. And then, uh, last but not least, Booyaka Show, please come back. Calabunga to Turtle Power Pod, TMNT Power Hour, and of course the German show that is very, very insightful. Uh, I'm sure. I've heard a lot of great things about it. I just can't speak German. So, <laughs> but uh, big show over there. It's called TMNT Dare Talk. So go check all that. Uh, check out all the wonderful Ninja Turtle podcasts out there. there. There's some great stuff. And I wish I had more hours in the day to listen to everybody. So, Hoser, before we yeah. uh, get into the green screen today, have you got any turtle pickups lately? Uh, no, not really. Just I got some comics. That's really about it. Mm. So. I got volume 19 and 20 of the IDW comics, um, oh, so I'm wow. getting caught up on that. Nice. Um, that, was, that was the uh, invade. The Triceraton invasion was number 19, and then uh, Kingdom of the Rats, I think, was volume 20. Ooh, so you're about caught up, aren't you? That's everything. Yeah, yeah and so now I've got to get the uh, all the side stuff, like the other two volumes of Team and T Universe and the Bebop and Rocksteady stuff. Yeah, gotta so, get them all. Yeah. So, you know, just getting caught up on on this comic series. So I'm just really excited to start reading it. So Nice, man. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I uh, I can't wait to get to the next issue of uh, the IDW run because right now, guys, if you've not been reading, it's some fantastic stuff that, that's been out. So, so go ahead and check out the, the most latest stuff because we're getting right near a City at War story arc here, and you can see the seeds being planted here, and, and things are characters are returning um, mm. that we kind of forgotten about. 
So there's some great stuff coming up. If you've not jumped on board, now is the time to check it out because this is the most exciting stuff I think we've seen probably the entire comic book line. So uh, as far as me getting some pickups, man, I have so many thank yous to get out, uh, get out of the way real quick. One of the listeners of the show, his name's Keith, and he sent us a nice email. I'll pull it up here in a minute when we get to the listener feedback, but he sent me a wonderful care package, which very rarely happens, and uh, I just was so shocked by all the goodies he put in this box, and he must have known that I did not have the uh, 1989 sewer playset, mm-hmm. and he sent it to me in pieces, but the pieces were all, like, the stickers were all perfect and everything, so I put it together, and it is absolutely gorgeous. I went in there, you know, no joke, Josh, I felt like a five-year-old kid because there was a point in time I wanted to take the trash out just so I could walk through the garage and look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and then he also sent a turtle van with uh, all the canisters with it, and the turtle van's in great shape. The little spring-loaded door works perfectly. And a bunch of loose figures, too, including some of the Nickelodeon figures like Tiger Claw and Rat King, as well as the original Playmates variants, the Rockstar line. Remember those, Hosehead? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it's all for the rock stars. So, so really exciting uh, to to get all that. Uh, plus the accessories, all the instruments. So those were my pickups this week. And once again, Keith, thank you so much. I am so humbled by such a generous gift, and uh, I hope I can pay it forward one day, dude. Thank you so much. As far as feedback goes, we have a ton this week. You know, we asked about it last week. We're like, please send us send us some feedback. Give us a call or something. And it's it not even um, – I think the last episode hadn't even been released yet, and I begged for phone calls. And during that time I was editing that episode, three came in. So we don't have time to play them all today, but we do have time to play a few. So we also have some emails too. So which one do you prefer first, Ozed? Uh Let's do the uh... – the phone calls first. The turtle come. Maybe that's Michelangelo now. This is Donatello. Come in. All right, dudes, you did that. So uh, the first phone call, like I was just telling Josh, um, I feel so bad. During our hiatus, I think we stopped recording around late August, maybe early September. Mm-hmm. I just realized that we had gotten a phone call during that time period from a man named Dan. And uh, I just want to apologize to Dan. And, and apologize to you listeners for not sharing this sooner. So I figured we'll start off with Dan the man and, and uh, see how this goes here. So, Hi, Snowflakes. My name is Dan, and I live in Florida. This is my first time calling in. I've been listening to your show for a little while now. So I'd uh, call in and give you kind of a little perspective on a different kind of fan. I live in Florida. I'm originally – I was born in Europe. I'm from the U.K., Oh, wow. um, I've lived in the U.S. for a number of years now, despite the accent. Um, <laughs> my, I collect mainly the action figures and the comics and DVDs. I'm into all of the cartoons and shows and movies. I have kind of a broad uh, perspective and of the fandom and everything. Um, I'm really into continuity in the shows and how the shows and comics are linked together and how they share their history and their lore and everything. Um, I have my own blog, which I did email you about a couple of months ago, but I don't know whether you ever got that. Ooh, um, it's uh-oh. currently under reconstruction and undergoing some uh, changes and facelifts, but uh, in the future I can share that with you again. But I'm looking to put out there like kind of a blog that sort of brings together 
more about the continuity of the shows and how they all link together, different characters that have shared history, that sort of thing. That sort of thing really interests me. The sharing of the history, the sharing of their their mythology, if you like, to use an X-Files term. And I also <laughs> put together like lists of how to watch the shows, like continuity, um, and especially because the DVD releases are such a mess between a lot of the shows, which is something, again, I'd be willing to share. I find that interesting. Anyway, you said to keep it under two minutes, so my two minutes is almost up. My favorite kind of pizza are mac and cheese or pineapple, so perhaps in a future show that can be uh, pizza that you can try. <laughs> mac and cheese um, and pineapple. Not together. I don't think mac and cheese and pineapple go together, but either or. All right. Thanks, dude. Kawabunga. First of all, uh, Dan, thank you so much for the phone call, man. I am so sorry that it's taken this long to air it on the show. As far as your email you were referencing... I don't remember that. I'll go back and double-check all the backlog of emails I have and see if I just accidentally just overlooked it. I am so sorry. Um, but as far as the premise of your website goes, I love that idea. What do you think, Josh? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to assume he's talking about the 2003 series where yeah. like, they, kind of, they just kind of threw stuff on a DVD and sent it out there where like there was no real continuity. There was no order to anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that's a great idea. You know, I just I I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to go through <laughs> all those episodes and figure out which one links to what one and in what order it's supposed to go. You know, I I I don't want to do that. <laughs> so good luck to you. Um, you've got a a, a job that I, that I'm not going to do. So. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. You're doing a lot of uh, us lazy fans a, a great service by doing that. Yeah, because for me, anytime we cover uh, the original Mirage comic books. Somebody will email in and be like, oh, you know, they've actually ad- adapted that uh, loosely on the 2003 series. I'm like, oh, really? So a lot of times I don't want to watch the entire series before we cover it on the show. So I intentionally don't watch it, which sounds kind of weird. But it's good to know, you know, so I, that'll make me appreciate it even more when we come to that. And absolutely, uh, Dan, I'm going to challenge you to send us an email in if you're still listening, Lord willing. And let us know what the link for your website is so that we can promote it and talk about it. And please keep those calls coming, man. I promise it'll be a lot sooner when I air your stuff than than last time. So thanks for the thanks for the phone call, my friend. So guys, the next phone call is from our good buddy Anthony, who's a new listener of the show. And Anthony, thank you so much for calling in. And he also follows us up with an email, so we'll read that right after. Hi, my name is Anthony. I live in Lakeland, Florida, and I just started listening to your podcast and noticed that you like getting phone calls. So I wanted mm-hmm. to call and tell you guys that I totally enjoy your podcast. Uh, I'm a Turtle fan. I've been one uh, for pretty much my whole life. I just discovered the comics when I was at 20 years old, and it was the black and white original stuff. The first one I got was the first issue for City at War. I was kind of confused because there's no words, but I absolutely love the art. Um, the first time I read the number one was on the Mirage uh, website, and just thought it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> My favorite action figure is Ace and hey, the original Leonardo. I uh, just want to say thank you guys for sharing your love for the Turtles, and I just hope you all have a great day. Bye. First of all, Antti, thank you so much for calling. Uh, I immediately thought of you when he said uh, Ace was one of his favorite figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ace, Ace Duck doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah. So, yeah. so he de- he's definitely one of those guys that needs to be promoted more. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, I, and I was also confused about the City at War, about having having no dialogue at the beginning of it. Just thinking, well, like, what's happening? All right, what's going on? Okay, yeah. And I thought it was hilarious. I I read about in those uh, Ultimate Collection books, they talk about how there's another storyline in City at War that kind of is supposed to juxtapose the Ninja yeah. Turtles with this old man living in a building that got bombed, and then he goes to a care center, and he just he like lives out the rest of his days there. And Kevin Eastman was like, I don't know what we were going for. <laughs> I don't I don't really I don't remember what we were trying to say with that old man. So I was like, Alright, yeah, so it's pretty um, cool that to know that, you know, just it doesn't sometimes you just come up with something and be like, Oh, this is a great idea, isn't it? And be like, Well what was it about? I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a great idea. That that would be me. If I ever created something like I don't know, I was it's like that uh, that old Rocky bit. Uh, came up with it while I was eating dinner. I don't know. It's just sometimes the, they just come to you. But yeah, he follows up the, that phone call uh, with an email, and he says, "Hi, my name's Anthony, and I recently found your podcast and been listening to like four or five shows every day for a week now." Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> God bless you. He says, "For me, it's exciting to hear a bunch of guys my age talk about their love for something I love." You asked for people to call in and leave a message on your machine, so I left a nervous voicemail for you guys. and wanted to. Tr- you didn't sound nervous. And uh, wanted to try and make what I said more sense with an email. So here it goes. I'm 33 years old, married, and have two little girls, uh, a 2-year-old and an 11-month-old. Oh, wow, little ones. That's awesome. I have been a fan of the Turtles since I was a kid. My introduction to the Turtles was the original movie. I watched the cartoon and had a ton of the figures, and my favorite are Ace Duck and Ray Filet and the original Leo. It wasn't until I was about 20 that I found out that there were Turtle comics, and my first one was issue 50. Yeah, like you mentioned there. Um, when I started looking through and noticed the two things, one was that there was no words, and two, it wasn't colored, and I thought, what have I bought myself after really looking through it uh-huh. and letting, letting the art tell the story? I was hooked. I found the Mirage website and read the first issue and thought it was the best thing. And when it was announced that IDW got the license to make the new books, I made sure that my local comic shop had me down because I wasn't going to miss out. Also, when the Nick aired the first episode of the show, the girl I was dating at the time, now my wife, made turtle shirts and bandanas for us to wear. Oh, that's awesome. As we watched the episode. Thanks for doing the interviews and sharing your thoughts on the books, toys, and episodes. Anthony, thank you so much for the email. And, uh... Dude, keep those phone calls coming. I love hearing those. And it's it sounds like you you married a good one, man. And oh, and cra- congratulations on the two uh, uh precious little girls. That's awesome, man. So we do have a couple more emails. I'll hurry up and get these these done. Unfortunately, we won't have time to to read them all. So, uh Chris, who by the way, he doesn't go by Chris. I was corrected in one of his emails. Well, I'll just call him Mr. Carlson from now on. Uh I will uh definitely share your emails on the next episode. I do apologize for that. So we also have another email from a guy named Keith. and uh, He says, Hi guys, I've been listening to your show from the beginning. Your podcast brought me back to the Turtles. And as a result, I wound up getting into the 2012 series. Thank you all for the work you put into the podcast. Oh, and he, he follows up by saying, I have to say that your positivity, positivity keeps me always coming back to the podcast. So thank you much. Alright, hey Keith, again, thank you so much. I am so uh, humbled by just just everything man i i uh, opened that box and i was like a little kid in a i felt it's the same feeling i got when i used to open up stuff when i was a kid you know from from toys r us or whatever when you get that turtles figure this it's like christmas when you unwrap something and it's a turtle figure mm-hmm. those goosebumps you almost get that's how i felt so dude thank you so much calabunga and ha- what a blessing that was 
So um, I'll send you some pictures too, uh, hopefully over the week, and show you where I where I've displayed everything. Thanks again, man. And then the last email I'll share, and then I'll shut up, is from a returning listener. So her name is Olivia. She says, hey, guys, I just want to say it's really great to hear you back on my podcast feed again. I have to confess that I did unsubscribe for a little while there, only because I ran out of room on my iPhone for more podcasts and was honestly thinking you weren't coming back. Even so, I always checked back on the podcast to see if there was another episode that came along. So imagine my joy when some brand spanking new episodes arrived, a belated Christmas present. I'm sure you don't remember, but I'm also the person who emailed you ages ago and confessed to my, child, my childhood love for Shredder. Uncle Phil's version, of obviously. To be honest, as much as I love the Turtles, I've always been more interested in the villains generally, so hearing about the miniseries Shredder and Hell has really helped invigorate my interest in the franchise. I have loved your discussion about the idea of a not exactly good Shredder, but perhaps one with more shades of gray, and the thought of him helping out the Turtles in some way, if only for a short time, would be amazing to see. I wonder how the miniseries will ultimately unfold. Do you guys have any more thoughts on this? Most important of all, thank you guys for coming back. Love hearing you and appreciate all the hard work. Olivia. So first of all, Olivia, of course I remember you. Was she the one that admitted she had a crush on Treader when she was a kid? Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That yeah. is her. Yeah, well, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for the email. And I'm glad you're enjoying the Shredder and Hell series. She was asking us for um, our thoughts on where it's going. Instead of me always talking, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Shredder and Hell? Uh, so far, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't really – I have no idea what's going to happen in it um, because it, the issue's been out for a couple of weeks. So at the end of the first issue, you see like these demon versions of the Ninja Turtles. I'm just thinking to myself, it's like I just – what's – I have nothing but questions. But like it's it's just one of those things where I just – I want to know what's going to happen. So it's just the hard part now is just being patient and just waiting and just – you know, just doing the adult thing and being like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> gotta wait till next month. Gotta wait till next month, absolutely. I honestly think Shredder's gonna walk out not quite a villain. I don't think he's gonna be the villain here at City of War. I think it's gonna be centered around Bishop here. Do I think Shredder's gonna fight alongside Splinter in facing off against Bishop? I don't know about that, but I don't think Shredder's gonna walk out the villain he once was. And that, to me, is fascinating. And uh, we do have time. Chris or Corey Neighbors did send us an email. I'll read it real quick because it does kind of lead to this discussion. He goes, What's up, Turtle Flakes? Corey here with some more feedback for you guys. I realize I'm becoming a bit of a naysayer with my responses to things, and I apologize. I try to be pragmatic and realistic with my expectations, but I'm sure I come across more negative than not. Not at all, man. In response to what we want to <laughs> see... <laughs> Hey, it takes Josh to know to know a Josh, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, not, don't you? Don't you though? Don't you? <laughs> oh, here he goes. It's there, fine. I mean, you know, just yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, Josh, he's the he's the negative one. He's a, he's the Nelly. Yeah. Well, you know what? I just I will say this: just don't be like, "Hey, man, we don't agree one hundred percent." You're wrong. No, just don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't and be you, that guy. And you don't do that, Corey. You're you're, you're one of the good ones, my friend. Yeah. So he says, in response to what we want to see with the rebooted TMNT movie that was announced, unfortunately, whenever it turns out to be my prediction is that Vi Viacom is going to play it very safe. I don't think we're going to see anything out of the ordinary, and I do believe it will be another origin story featuring the Shredder, especially considering the fan backlash about Rise of the TMNT and the changes that the show made to the lore, however minor or temporary those changes are or will turn out to be. 
In regards to TMNT crossing over with Marvel, now that IDW is publishing Marvel's kid-friendly comics line, I do believe we will see either a Spider-Man TMNT or a Daredevil TMNT in the next few years. If you think about it, the only crossovers the Turtles had for a number of years were with the creator-owned characters like Cerebus or Usagi Ojimbo. Characters that weren't part of a larger universe or really pivotal to a certain publisher like DC or Marvel. I believe part of the reason why Batman and the TMNT crossover crossovers exist was cross-promotion with the Injustice 2 video game, and partially because other DC characters had crossed over with the IDW properties in recent years, Star Trek and Green Lantern coming to mind. So there was already a relationship in the works there. Disney slash Marvel has outsourced a lot of content to IDW recently, and the results are a lot of Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars kid-friendly books out there, which I believe makes it a real possibility um, that we will see their universes crossing over in some capacity where they haven't before. The door has been opened, so I wouldn't be too quick to assume that it, it won't happen, but I could be wrong. And lastly, I wanted to ask you guys a question. The IDW series has taken aspects from every iteration of the franchise, changing them and fitting them into their ongoing narrative. What are your favorite things that have been changed for this current series? I'll give you mine. While I understand Raph being uh, one of the buttheads, uh, though, I'm sorry, let me start over. I just said that wrong. Well, I understand that Raph being the one to buttheads with Leo <laughs> and, and the others due to being the hothead, and in parentheses, typically less so in the IDW series. I enjoy the fact that the pre-issue 50, uh, it was actually Donatello that would argue with Leonardo more. It reminds me of the dynamic between Beast and Cyclops in the X-Men comics I've read in years past. <laughs> not necessarily hostile, but more often than not, strained and or heated. Looking yeah. forward to hearing your responses, and keep up the great work. Corey, great email, man. Thank you so much. And again, you do not sound negative whatsoever. And I'm with you as far as the crossovers go. Uh, Josh and I were just talking about that in the last episode, that we could definitely see a Spider-Man crossover happening very soon. And Daredevil, that would be great. I hope that does happen. And uh, as far as the IDW series, you go first, Josh. What are some things that you like that the IDW series has kind of changed as far as the, the Turtle characters and lore goes? Well, first off, I would like to mention that he said that the Ninja Turtles have never crossed over with a significant superhero, and I would like to tell him that he is 100% wrong, because the Ninja Turtles did cross over with the Flaming Carrot from Dark Horse. <laughs> That's true. That old chestnut. Don't you remember the Flaming Carrot? Who doesn't remember Flaming Carrot? Come on. <laughs> I was waiting for the crickets. <laughs> yeah, just come on. Didn't you see? Didn't you ever see the movie Mystery Men? He was that was that was his team, you know. I've not seen it, Hosehead. You've not seen Mister. Oh, you I've suck. Not. You gotta I watch know. Mystery Men. I will. Mystery <laughs> Men is like one of the best comic book adapted films ever. So, but anyway, no. Um, in terms of the differences between the IDW comics and what they're willing to change, is um, overall, I really appreciate the the maturity of the comic book itself. It's like they don't really shy away from violence without getting over the top and ultra um, or just kind of dark horse comics about it or image comics about it where they're just doing violence for violence sake. All of the violence has a, a narrative purpose. But I really like how just all of these characters are treated as uh, as people. They're treated respectfully. They are... Um, there are some serious stakes in what they do. There's consequences that they have to deal with. 
for the most part, they deal with consequences. I'm still kind of miffed that Donatello died and a couple pages <laughs> later he was fine, you know. So, um, but I, I really do appreciate just their um, their maturity and their longevity as well, how it has been this one long-form storyline. Absolutely. So. Well, you know, I agree with you too. I, 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 first of all, one of the immediate things I noticed and appreciated was the reincarnation story because that, that tells me – Wow, they really were brothers. You know, this was not just four random turtles that were together that just grew up together. This is this is they were brothers. They were killed together, you know. It was it was a crazy story and it makes the relationship between the turtles and Splinter all the more meaningful. Plus, speaking of Splinter, I I although I'm a Splinter guy, he's my favorite character. Uh-huh. I do like the fact that Splinter's been a little bit shady at times. He hasn't always been the perfect father figure. And, you know, Josh would argue, and I, I actually agree with you, Josh, that Splinter might have been, at least in the first issue, kind of a bad guy all along. See, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> there, there's a, there's definitely a valid argument there, I uh, I always view the 1987 Splinter, you know, of course, the very fatherly, almost comedic character. But yeah, this yeah. one is so dynamic because you see shades of him being good, but you also see shades of him doing not quite the the right thing, so to speak. I also like um, uh, more recently when I think it was the Christmas issue, you get Splinter's side of the story and how lonely he is and how yeah. he misses his son so much. And still loves them, although he's been kind of caught up in this whole Foot Clan and what's right, what's wrong. Um, well, if you weren't a cowabunga, you're a kid. <laughs> there yeah. it is. I was waiting for a cowabunga. You know, your kids <laughs> would be around if you weren't such. Cowabunga! Oh, there's two, two in one minute. <laughs> you know what's funny? You, you you talk about how much you really like the the reincarnation aspect. I do. Yeah. I I never batted an eyelash at that. It was really? just, yeah, it was just one of those things. Where it was like, all right, fine. I mean, that's just as believable as like toxic waste turning a turtle into a big turtle. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think it actually yeah. is an improvement. It's yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely not without merit. It's pretty cool. I like it, mm-hmm. but ultimately, and, and this is this is like my thing with comics. It's the origin. E- eventually, it's not going to matter. Sure. You know, like in the story, eventually they're going to stop referencing it. And like well, usually like, you know, just around issue whatever they're at now, 91, yes. you know, it, you can be forgiven if you're just like, oh, well, yeah, mutagen. No, well, I, I will say this, Josh. I kind of hope you're right because the, I guess what I'm afraid of is they kind of milk that a little bit. They go, well, that character's not quite dead. He's just been reincarnated. I hope that's not something that – that becomes an ongoing thing in the series. You know what I'm saying? It'll it'll work if it happens once. Sure, sure. You know, like I we don't know that Shredder in Hell is going to end with him, you know, clawing his way out of Hell, and now he's on Earth again, and he's human, and he's alive, and you know, we don't know that that's what's going to happen. I kind of think it would be really cool if he just like carved out his little section of Hell, and it's like the devil's over there. I'm right here. This is where- <laughs> You're in yeah, my think- space. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, you're in my space. Yeah, <laughs> I don't make the rules, Pam. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, and this is going to sound negative, but I don't care what they do with Shredder and Hell because I, uh, I, when I was like seven or eight years old, I read uh, Dante's Inferno. 
Oh, yeah. Had no idea what was going on because <laughs> everybody talked weird. But um, I, that story always stuck with me, and I love that story. And to this day, I haven't even read the other books, the Purgatorio and the Paradiso, but I read Inferno mm-hmm. and played the video game and all that. And uh, so I always loved that depiction of hell, which is what uh, – and that sounds like a horrible thing to say, but I just always loved that story. And um, whenever you see characters uh, go through that, I always I always find it really interesting. So I'm, that's what I'm really excited about with Shredder and Hell. But, like, if it ends with him, like, just kind of clawing his way out of the ground, I think it's going to be okay. But I really hope, like, like let's say a turtle dies again, air, in air quotes. Um, <laughs> Should have seen his eye roll, guys. I know, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you could hear it. But, like, if, if another turtle dies, I really hope that they just don't hit the reincarnate button and now he comes back as a bunny or something like that. It's like... You know, Ojimbo. we can't we can't get um, Usagi Ojimbo in the main series after that one shot. So Leonardo's going to die and be resurrected as a rabbit. So <laughs> there it is. You know, I really hope they don't do that because that's lazy, in my opinion. Yeah, sure, sure. And I don't write comics, and that's unfair to say, but I think sure. that's lazy. Oh, so. well, yeah. Well, you know, I will say this, too. One last thing I'll say um, that I love about... Okay, two things. One, the new characters they've incorporated, like Old Hob, it has me so invested. And I love the, <laughs> the, the, the little spins on some old characters. I love Hun being – now, I don't remember if you said this or not, Josh, but I love Hun being um, Casey's father. Were you the one who said you didn't like that or – I can't remember. I didn't like, I didn't like how they handled uh, what they did where like – in one issue, literally, this is kind of like Donatello dying again. But like in one issue, um, Hun is or Casey's dad, I should say, because he was just Casey's dad at that time. Casey's dad was this guy, kind of fat, beard. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing with this, yeah. dude. You know, balding with black hair, and then an issue later, he's like six foot five, no body fat on him. He was doing P90X. 300 pounds of muscle and bleach blonde hair you know just <laughs> i kind of liked i kind of would not that i would have liked it more but i would have been able to accept if han was like still this kind of schlubby tough guy where it was like yeah like he looks kind of scrappy like, yeah scrappy where like he looks like kind of like a dad that works out a bit and like what happens with dads when they work out like their chest and their shoulders get really built and that's really about it <laughs> you know that's that's because that's what we know how to do and that's what it's we had bod. you know you got you got kind of a dad bod you know which is fine you know but like he was like just like this ripped up bodybuilder in the span of a day yeah in, in this comic and i was like i know it's comics and i know it's called ninja turtles but yeah yeah well i'll say one one thing best hun moment for me deviations guys go read deviations because oh, he's, God, he's literally sitting in the bar he's like you know what I gotta go save my son. I'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> and that was great. And they play, he plays such a great part in that in that that one shot issue. It's a great great issue. Still one of my favorite IDW ones. But uh, but yeah, guys, uh, Corey. One last thing is it's just it's just IDW is doing things we haven't seen before. And you know, Shredder alone is a pre- great example. Of that Splinter, 
I love that they brought the Mutanimals back and, and they've kind of done their own thing with them too. It's just it's just a wonderful time. I I, I think IDW is doing a fantastic job with the Turtles and I can't wait to see what they do with City of War. So thanks for the email, man. Keep the emails coming, guys. Let me look at my list. There were several that I couldn't actually share, so I promise you I'll try to get you next next week. Mr. Carlson, I'll get you, buddy. And I think that's it for emails. But speaking of emails, the question of the week pertains to this particular episode. So the question is this, guys, and you can answer this before you watch the episode, after. You don't have to watch the episode at all. You just tell me what you think. Do you consider the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to be considered, quote-unquote, superheroes? Why or why not? So uh, send us an email at turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to share your email on the show. Without any further ado, what do you say we get into this uh, this cartoon, Hosehead? All right. Let's yeah. do it. Hey, Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, so this one here, like I said earlier, it first aired on May 3rd of 2003, and this one's called The Unconvincing Turtle Titan, and this is a Michelangelo-specific or featured cartoon episode. And one thing I've noticed about season one so far is that you have mini-story arcs kind of periodically, and then you have kind of one-shot stories like this one for the majority of the first season, at least from what I've seen so far. So we're almost midway through the first season. We've seen a little story arc with Shredder just before this episode. And Shredder will certainly be back. We, we definitely know that. So this is the first kind of short story after that. And once again, this is all about Michelangelo. So Josh and I are going to go ahead and watch this here. So we're going to go ahead and click play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and click. Oh, that is loud. Cut that down. So what do you think of Michelangelo's Turtle Titan costume? That's fine. <laughs> and there's the Silver Sentry, who I I, I love that name because of course you immediately think of Silver Surfer. Yet he's got more of Superman's powers here. And uh, according to Turtlepedia, this is the first time that a superhero actually shows up in the 2003 universe. So kind of cool. <laughs> It makes you wonder, you know, what happens to him afterwards because they're going to have some run-ins with Shredder and Hun and everything. And where's this guy then? Well, you know, that's... I'm going to turn this down. That's the thing with every every superhero comic or cartoon or anything where it's just like, hey, there's like this world-ending cataclysmic event. We're the Spider-Man. <laughs> It's been established that he's in the same town as all this stuff that's happening. Where is it's just it's not there it's not their part of the story. You know, it's about Michelangelo dress playing dress up. Yes, that is very true. Yeah, and the, and the whole crux of this this story, um, I did watch this episode before, is that Michelangelo wants to be able to help more, which I love that about Mikey. That that's something <laughs> that I think has been definitely prominent in the last 20 years is that Michelangelo is kind of the one that that is the heart of the Ninja Turtles. You would think that'd be Leonardo, and I, I'm sure in a lot of ways he's still the leader and he's still got some heart, of course, but 
I think the one who's morally trying to do the right thing without any strategy sometimes, that's Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. And in this case, he wants to be more out in the open and, and help people more. You know, kind of like this character, Super Sentry, does. So story editor is Lloyd Goldfine. The turtles are sneaking around in the evening time. I do like, I, and this is, you know, part of Josh Rooms, everything. I do like how they're trying to hide out in the open and, you know, be all stealthy and stuff. And Michelangelo, or one of the turtles, it might have been Michelangelo, he hid underneath the streetlight. <laughs> and it was on. You know, uh, so, that's funny how that works. Yeah. All right, so there's a big apartment fire, and this is where Michelangelo has his issue here. Oh, no. You've got to stay back. Hey, look. we got to help that kid. Hang on. The fire department's got it covered. Besides, we'd get spotted. But we could. Don't worry, Mikey. It's covered. But what if they can't get her in time? Then he will. So this girl, she's in this apartment fire, and the turtles are like, oh, don't worry, Mikey. You know, the fire department's got it covered. And then the superhero shows up and takes care of it. But Mikey's like, why don't we do it? And the turtles are afraid, hey, look, we could be exposed if we do this. So that really kind of bothers Mikey. See the Superman powers? Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't have to stick to the shadows and look what he's able to do see yeah so what do you hey, think Josh do you consider the turtles it. to be superheroes we should become superheroes. uh technically yeah yeah you know I mean yeah, yeah. even though they are like street low I mean like it's the same it's I mean like Punisher is a superhero you know and he's just a dude who's been trained really well and he uses normal everyday weapons you know well, this is kind of an abstract question for you. Like, the, I guess this is something I just genuinely want to know. Like, what is the difference between a hero and a superhero? Do you have to have powers in some way? Because Punisher doesn't. Well, know? I mean, yeah, technically. Excuse me. I've actually I talked to this uh, to Nicole about this, and to hear her tell it. I mean, like, you're in comic books. You're a superhero. You know. Sure. Um, sure. And to Nicole. Uh, she says that if you if you're if you don't have superpowers, you're not a superhero. Like Batman's a vigilante, uh, Punisher is a vigilante. Um, but like Daredevil, even though he's a pun, even though he's his more one of the low tiered power characters, he's a, he's a superhero because he has powers, mm-hmm. you know. And the Ninjustice League, I like that. And I think, like, the turtles are, I mean, I guess technically, since there's mutation in their backstory, but I don't know. Yeah, like, does, does mutation count as a superpower? I, I guess technically, I mean, if you were to go the X-Men route, yeah. Yeah. See, Wolverine, He's uh, he's got superpowers. He's a superhero. 
never forget who yeah, he is. Uh, technically speaking, yeah, he's a superhero. No. Oh, I was, dang it, I was trying to get you fired up. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do it right. He's a good stupid. You must choose the one that is true to yourself. So Splinter here, he's trying to tell Mikey, look, we all have our own path to take, which is very good foreshadowing here, because Mikey, he's going to go for a little stroll to clear his head, because it's all of his brothers, which I thought even Leonardo was a little odd here, because he's he's making fun of Michelangelo for trying to do the right thing, just maybe not their way. Yeah, this show is kind of inconsistent with how, how they portray the their characters. Mm-hmm. These do yeah, le- yeah, at least so far from what we've seen, for sure. Go out on patrol. Ah! Stop! Stop! Girls dress just like April. You know, it's funny in this show, like, how many people have purple hair. Yeah. <laughs> I like the purple skies, too. Yeah. Don't you know that that I mean, I-, I will say this, even the intro, it shows the skies and they're almost red. Like, there- there's definitely a darker feel to this series. Of course, they're at- they're out at night most of the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just got that overall darker feel to it. Um, yeah, nobody just, cared about the uh, red skies in this show. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Yeah. I th- I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Freak. Freak. Step four: Work on an appearance that doesn't instantly freak out the people you're trying to protect. I need. A superhero costume. So then it dawned on me. So if you could be a superhero, what would be your power? You gotta look like a superhero. I oh man, you know, I've thought about this, and like I would want to be able to control matter at the molecular level. Oh, that'd be cool. Force choke people. I have like so I have like, so eventually essentially I created a supervillain power for myself. <laughs> No hero has that power. You like really think about it. You look at uh, stuff on. You look at comic books. Just like, nah, these heroes don't really have that. I'll say this, Josh. The Force. The Force would be fine. Y'all, you heard it, listeners. You heard it. I mean, it's it, essentially all that is is being a telekinetic. Well, you know, you could be yeah. a what, what was you called last week? A space wizard with laser swords. Space wizard with a laser sword. <laughs> You're, you're, you're a closet Jedi. It's okay. Or probably a Sith, actually. Probably a Sith, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be one of the Jawas. <laughs> I'd be that guy. I think we all know I'd be that guy trying to sell Obi-Wan some death sticks. <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life. I'm going to go home and rethink, rethink my life. Rethink my life. <laughs> That's my favorite part of any Star Wars movie. Oh, like, that's funny. Sorry. It's just Obi-Wan being like, hey, man, come on. Rethink your crack, crack is whack, you know? <laughs> Who are you? What's going on? Uh, let's see. So uh, this this episode actually reminds me. There was a um, Volume 4 comic where all the turtles had superpowers. And I think it was an early one. So let me look at the issues real quick while this is playing. I remember there was a... Yeah, I remember we read a, uh, a Volume 4 comic where... It was one of those things where, like, Michelangelo ended up in a hospital for superheroes. Yeah, yeah, let me see. I, I think that does sound familiar. Let me look. Yeah. Yes, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 7, which came out in December of 2002. 
So, you know, it's it's nice that this ongoing series, uh, Volume 4, was going right at the same time that um, uh, the 2003 cartoon was coming on. And I know Peter Laird worked very heavily with the uh, 2003 writers. So it's kind of cool to see the, the little parallels you'll, you'll see between the comic medium, which came out about six months before the cartoon episode aired. Yeah. So there's there's this bug apparently crawling on these people that's controlling their minds. Now, uh, there was a little trivia about this scene here in the comic the comic shop. <clears throat> apparently Kevin and Pete were supposed to be in this shop somewhere. Maybe, or, or maybe it's later? Uh, I might have missed it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit later. Which was a nice nod to the original creators. Now, who is this guy, Josh? Do you know who this guy was? Is he a new villain just for this episode? I don't know. Well, good are you, Josh? <laughs> I don't watch this. You're show. supposed to know the things. I don't watch this one. <laughs> All right, be honest, buddy. Yeah. Have you honestly watched since last time we watched together? I, I'm going to say you have. You're, you're a secret fan. No, I haven't watched uh, since the last time we watched <gasps> episode of this. I haven't watched any of these. No. Oh wow. I just don't care. I just don't care for this show. Ah, uh, still? Yeah, I mean, this is fine. This yeah. is what he's doing. This is fine. Yeah. Better than the Garbage Man episode. Not he's that on, yeah, that terrible. Garbage Man episode really didn't help the show for me. <laughs> That's a very wide bus. Don't tell me you cut the brakes. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it showed a, an overhead's perspective. They would have already driven off that dock by now. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's all over the place in this show where, like, they're going to run into a wall that's, like, six feet in front of them. Yeah, but it's going to take about ten seconds. It takes a half hour to get there. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, gosh. This part's pretty cool. Super Sentry shows up, saves the day. Uh, no case. <laughs> How did that door close? <laughs> I don't know. So, bus driver there. We need a hero. You know, this part actually reminds me of um, Spaceballs with the flying <laughs> van. <laughs> yeah. The RV. Yeah. Stupid cape. Are you alright? I do remember. Uh, I mean. Silver Century in the uh, the Christmas episode, and or one of the Christmas episodes, and like uh, April made him cookies and stuff like that because oh, was it a later two thousand three episode? Uh, I don't know about later, but it was no, it wasn't later. It was on one of the first DVDs. Oh, it, wow. was, it was within like I, I want to say it was in like the first, maybe the second season. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess what I meant is like after this episode. After this one, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I admire your good intentions. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at the Turtle Trivia right now, and they were the officers, Eastman and Laird, show up at Crazy Manny's store. So, ah, oh, man, now i got to go back and check that out again. No, I'm not watching this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, so it says here, in 1993, Playmates Toys, now you'll know this one, Mike, or listen to me, Mike, Josh, it's about Mike. Uh, it says, in 1993, Playmates Toys released an action figure of Michelangelo as a superhero called Super Mike, which they actually re-released, too, in the uh, 
classic Playmates re-release line um, uh-huh. that just came out a few years ago. Uh, I think it came with a grappling hook for that, too. It's a nice yeah, little they, nod there. They had that one, and they, Donatello was... Uh, they, had, they had a superhero Donatello as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that... I remember that. Yeah, it says here, Turtle Titan, Michelangelo in disguise, uses a grappling hook. Michelangelo also used a grappling hook as his regular weapon in the UK's Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle series, and in the later series of the 1987 Ninja Turtles. When nux- nunchucks were banned for being too violent. So basically, Super Sentry's like, yeah, you don't, you're not good at this. You're in way over your head. You need to keep yourself safe and out of sight. Super Sentry must work out. You don't understand. I took this gig so I wouldn't have to hide in the shadows. Uh, what does he know? See, I think I think Out of the Shadows was based on this episode. What I wouldn't give for so Michelangelo, you know, he said he wanted he didn't want to live in the shadows anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where this is all came from. It's like I don't remember any of this in the movie, man. I think <laughs> That's like I, I think we saw two different movies. Yes, I, I got nowhere to go with this, Rob. <laughs> so Michelangelo's kind of doing the same thing that Raph did in the 2007 movie, you know, where he was kind of fighting crime himself here. Yeah. I could actually see Michelangelo doing this in the IDW run right now. It's a very consistent character here with... with Kind of being the heart of the uh, heart of the group so far, and and kind he of prob- wanted to do. Oh, he probably ahead. wouldn't dress up like this though. Hello. I don't know. He's pretty goofy. I mean, he's goofy, but he's not like this kind of. He's not the Michelangelo in the IDW comics. Isn't like a goofy guy like this. Uh, yeah. Mm, I guess I could see. Well, maybe if he was teaming up with mute animals, I could see him kind of have a little fun with it. Especially if Mono DeGecko put him up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Now the, this the design of this this villain here reminds me of was it Null or the uh, Bug Lady? What was her name? I don't remember. I'm blanking on her name. She's yeah. a Scorpion Lady. Yeah. Yeah. This guy looks just like her. Or her. It's a very comic booky kind of episode here. It's your villain of the week. Yeah, and again, they've got new nanobots. Nanobots, they do everything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, that was like the thing around this time where it was like, hey, nanobots, those are a thing. It's like, those are not a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care what kind of advances we make in technology. We're not getting nanobots. I don't know. I know. It's We're not coming. getting. I'm sorry. <laughs> Josh ruins everything. Yeah. Alright, so the Silver Sentry's being controlled by this nefarious villain who's using these nanobugs or whatever you want to call them. Now, I wish they had a uh, Silver Sentry action figure. I'm not going to lie. I would probably buy it. I thought I thought they did. Oh, maybe they do. I'm not sure. I See, the 2003 Playmates line, I don't know a whole lot about. That might be uh, your wheelhouse next, Posehead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they had a Silver Century figure. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. 
You know, that's that's a thing, like, I think now might be a good time to actually start collecting the 2003 series stuff. Yeah. Because it's kind of in that middle range. It's it's still it's it's still new enough to where it's not very rare to find these things. Yeah. But it's old enough to where people are starting to to notice them and, and uh the prices aren't outrageous yet. But I could see them going up over time, so I would like to eventually invest in some of them. I've thought about it because there's some 2003 figures that I really do want. Like I oh, would yeah. like get, I would like to get the Silver Century. I want to get Nobody. I want to get the Nanotech Monster. Oh, Nobody's a good one. Yeah, but you know, I like to get the Nano one. Remember the Nano Body one? Yeah. But like made uh, of trash I, and everything. I just I don't, I don't really I just don't have a touchstone for this series like I do the first one. You know so. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, here's here's my little thing with this series. This reminds me of a very good time in my teenage years. I had uh -huh. just met my uh, future wife, uh, my high school girlfriend, right around the time this came out. Actually, shortly after this came out. Just an exciting time because we had just moved down south. I was hyping all my buddies, my new friends up with the new Turtle cartoon, and then it came out. So it reminds me of that time. So there's my kind of tie to this cartoon. Yeah. Yes. So every time I watch it, I think of those old days and it puts a smile on my face. And one of the first um, one of the first presents I was ever given by my girlfriend, now my wife, is um, and the mother of my children, I should say, is uh, skateboarding Mikey from the 2003 series. Yeah, and I think that's when I knew she was the one. Ooh. Oh, it took was one kick. Well, hey, have you ever been kicked in the face by somebody who knows how to kick people in the face? Uh, no, thankfully, no. It sucks. I mean... I mean <laughs> so do running into telephone poles. Did I ever yeah. tell you that story? Yeah, when you were playing football as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I got dumped that same day. Yeah. Oh, I don't really like you anymore. <laughs> but I love your best friend. Whatever, Becky. Shut up. That's okay. She wasn't my bae anyway. <laughs> Alright, so Michelangelo is going to play the humility card here. Super Mikey. Look at, look, they're still jeering him about it. Man, you know, his brother, this is what I, I think this is what I don't like about the show. The Ninja Turtles and, and get ready to cowabunga me. Sure. The, the Ninja Turtles in this show are just. Cowabunga! <laughs> I think that's why I don't like the show because they are just mean spirited. But in their defense, they're, I don't they're care. Teenage they're brothers, teenagers, they're not going to be respectful all the time. You know that. I I, I understand, but like, <laughs> dude, like I, I mean, like Raphael especially is like just a straight bully in the show. Oh come on, Mikey. <laughs> so so, what do you think of this episode, Jose? It was fine. Was it better than Garbage Man, at least? Yes, it was better than Garbage Man. It had the same kind of tier of villain, where it was just, eh, this bad guy, he's he's a dumb guy. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I mean, he looks great. The design of him's awesome, but, you know, it, there wasn't really a whole lot to him, and he was defeated very easily. And I get it, because this is, this. it's all about superheroes. It's all about comic books, and, the, you know, the, the classic um, trope of a comic book, I guess you could say. So there's that aspect to it, but I think this one had a lot of charm because I was fascinated with Michelangelo trying to do the right thing 
And you know the whole argument: are the Ninja Turtles superheroes or not? So once again, guys, email us about that. Let us let us know. Josh votes yes. I vote yes. I, I still say so. Um, but I'd love to hear some counter arguments, or if you guys agree with us, yeah, just send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, speaking of links and everything, you know, I've already mentioned our email, but we are also on Turtle Flakes. Uh, or, pff, listen to me. We're also on Twitter at <laughs> Turtle Flakes. Jeez. We're on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Turtle Flakes. And we do have a TurtleCom hotline, which thank you again so, so much for all the calls we've received. So our number, if you want to give us a call, is 865-309-4875. Big Slice of Pizza goes out to our friend Mark Pellegrini from TMNT Entity. I was reading a fascinating article that he wrote about the fourth Ninja Turtles live-action film that never happened and the concept mm-hmm. art of it from the – I think it was from 1994. So interesting article there. Uh, maybe I'll try to f- put the link in the show notes for us. So um, also Big Slice of Pizza goes out to our good friend Anthony Hernandez from Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. You just search up uh, Bat Bomb 82 or the title of that show and you'll find a ton of family-friendly Ninja Turtle reviews of, of the classic and modern toys. And we are proud partners of the Retro Gaming Times magazine, which is a magazine dedicated to classic electronics and games. Their website is classicplastic.net slash TRT. And as always, my main man, my partner in digital crime here, has his own blog. Actually, your own website now. So would you like to talk about that real quick, Jose? Uh, yeah, you can find me on the TurtleTracksBlog.com. Uh, that's basically just a a website where I just talk about pretty much whatever is going on at the time in terms of uh, geek culture news, um, which I really don't like talking about it that way. Sure. Oh, yeah, this is all your geek news. Uh, shut up. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. And, Josh ruins everything. Yeah, I know. I, just, I like how you ruined it for yourself there. You're plugging. You're all excited that you ruined yourself. I really hate that. That stupid <laughs> argument of, oh, I'm a geek, man. You don't understand. Just, uh, shut up. No, you're not. You just like stuff. That's all it is. Oh, There's no I, difference between a dude who likes comic books and a dude who watches football every week. We're all geeks at heart. It's okay. It's We don't have to put a label on it. We're all... We're all kids. I mean, that's why we do. Well, that's why we do this show. Yeah, we're older, but we're still kids. When I opened that box yesterday and saw the turtle toys, I freaked out like a five-year-old kid. <laughs> I, I volunteered to take things out to the garage just so I could look at my toys. I'm like, come on, that's what I would have done 27 years ago. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> But I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead, Jose. Oh no, it's okay. So you can find me on TurtleTracksBlog.com. You can also find me on. YouTube, you can find me at uh, Turtle Tracks Games, uh, where you can watch videos of me playing video games terribly. Uh, so, and I'm pretty. I did a. I, my daughter was really, really proud of me the other day. Where I did. Have you ever played this game called Gone Home? Uh no, but I've heard of it. Okay, so there's this game called Gone Home, and all you do is you're searching this house and putting together clues of what happened to your sister. And oh. I beat the game, right? And I figured out that Wait, there's. Is, I'm this... sorry, Josh. Is that the the eight bit one? No, 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 no. It's it's uh, on PS4. Oh, okay. And... It's not the one yeah. I'm thinking of then. Sorry. No. But so it's uh, this game where you're walking throughout your childhood house, uh, trying to figure out what happened to your sister and where your parents are. And so I beat the game, right? And it's got this really heavy storyline of uh i i won't go into it because i don't want to ruin it but it's got this really heartfelt and joyful feel-good storyline 
that yeah. starts out as like you kind of think it's like a horror story until you play through the whole game and find out what happens. But then I started realizing that there's this door in the game that triggers the end of the game that you don't know is unlocked or even you don't even know where it is. It's a wall panel. Wow. And so I was like, I bet I could speed run this game. And I beat the game in like 45 seconds. <laughs> and so I titled the video Let's Ruin Gone Home because you can totally take away the emotional impact of that game. And my daughter watched it and she's like, you finally speed ran a game. I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> that's awesome yeah so you can find me on youtube or turtle tracks games uh so just watching me play good games badly that's i'll awesome. probably do some videos today uh because i'm having a lot of uh, having a lot of fun figuring out editing for videos and it's just it probably doesn't look cool it's just me using my uh movie maker on my computer so hey but, uh, the, it's not about the flashy stuff it's all about the content my friend yeah yeah so that sounds great well, awesome. Um, so, Hoser, I had an idea for a pizza. Well, actually, it wasn't my idea, but it was from our listener. If you're going to think... put macaroni or pineapple. Oh, I was going to say, I think you know where I'm going with this. Man, you suck. <laughs> so, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to have a good old uh, original co-host, Jay Weezy, on the show for the episode. Come to say hi. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Josh ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, again, on behalf of Josh and myself, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the wonderful feedback we received. Oh, man, there's so much that we we didn't have time to edit it all into the show. So um, stay tuned for the ones I couldn't get to. I'm putting you for the first priority for the next episode. But keep those those emails coming. Again, don't forget about the question of the the week. And uh, I guess, as always, here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, and a mega slice macaroni and pineapple pizza cowabunga dudes now now i can officially end the show on a cowabunga <laughs> yeah i'm not, not eating it not eating that stuff no oh, macaroni like and like see it's sweet and salty and you're salty the guy that gave me the idea, I'm very appreciative of his email and his voice. But he started talking about how he was born in New England and now he lives in Florida. It's because he was kicked out of England for making this uh, <laughs> macaroni and pineapple on it. That's stupid. Because oh, they take their pizza very seriously over there. <laughs> Surprisingly, they take their pizza seriously. Yeah, yeah of all things. Yeah.